previously. So, so I want to show you something I'm working on, and you can decide whether to include it in um in your in your video or not. No, but it's great. I mean, you've got to take a position. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you do. So, yeah. I appreciate it. But my, Yo, my, 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 my before you before you close this out, my that's why I keep coming back over here to the demonstrative chart. The cognitive stuff, I think everybody is doing the cognitive stuff. Get the hands-on. Focus on the hands-on. I can't stress this part enough. Focus on the hands-on. This is the chart that I'm going to push everybody to is the hands-on chart because I think this is going to be the one that takes you further in your career than this one does. That's my and it's actually And it's actually cheaper. And it's actually cheaper. I, 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 give, it, I give a standing joke to, to my stream. I'm like, you, you see this thing right here? It doesn't type, it doesn't type itself, right? You, you need to put your hands on this thing and you need to put that thing to work inside of these the, these demonstrative home labs and 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 that's what I think is is important. I got I got to plug Neil because otherwise I can't get him back to for all these interviews. So, you know, we got we got we got we've got to find out if you actually know what you're talking about. I'll I'll give you I'll give you a hint, David. It's it's all the DMs that I get that keep me coming back. <laughs> I'll, um, um yeah, so I, I was I was going to I was going to raise a challenge here. So, Neil, I think we should take this to the next level. I uh -oh. want to I'm going to uh -oh. run a giveaway of $1000. Oh my when, god. <laughs> when Neil tells me that he's given up on his DMs. So could I ask all of you to like give him lots of DMs, follow him on Twitter um, and other places and DM like D him DM him like crazy until he, you know, raises the white flag so, and then I'll run a competition. So so here's here's what I want everybody to hear from that, right? Here's what so, so you've heard this this DM thing with David and I for like the last month and a half that he and I have been working together on this. Like he he's realizing that I'm serious about my DMs. He's realizing that 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 he's not gonna he's not gonna win this DM thing. And so now he's really trying to up the game on everybody. That's right. That's, That's right. right. He's he's really trying to bring the bring the force. I got you. I got you. I will answer every DM. I will answer every DM. <laughs> let, let, so he has a challenge. Let's see how when Neil, when I met Neil, he had two hundred and sixty followers on Twitter. Yeah, and I think he's almost at six thousand now. Yeah. So depends on when this video is released. But um, let's see if we can increase that, and let's see if we can get him to raise the white flag. That's my challenge. <laughs> so show I'll, us what you're up to. I will. I will match. I will match whatever dollar figure, or you know, you know, you know physical product giveaway that David does for this if I if I raise the right flag. So I won't you're not going to go in alone on this David. I'll match. Good. Good. <laughs> okay, so I have been working on something that 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 it, it's completely it's completely in beta. And so um you know, it's it's you know, it's not something that that's ready for prime time, but I'll give it I gave a sneak peek of it on Monday's stream. I'll give a sneak peek of it um you know, kind of here on on your show whenever it goes live, but hands down the question that i'm sure you get as well right which is um you know it's something that i get too which really focuses in around on you know what's the best what do i need to take right and then there's always the question that you asked me which is what the path is and so um i started to kind of um uh put something together and i don't know if your audience is familiar with um an organization called gartner um I'm sure a lot of people in the Cisco world are. So it depends on you know who's watching, but um, I'm, yeah, they're I'm looking, quite famous. Yeah, yeah, they're quite and, famous. A lot, of, a lot of vendors like the the, the standing joke is, um, 
when Gartner, when when vendors try and sell their product, they put up a Gartner slide saying we are the <laughs> the best. Well, and that's and that's kind of what I did for for my for my audience um, as as well. I'm trying to get the screen share to work. Um, here, here we go. So 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 just just for what I did for my audience, um, you know, on the stream the other day was I brought up kind of something like this, right? This is the Gartner Quadrant for yeah. you know RPAs, robotic process automations. So if you've never seen Gartner, right? Um, it's a it's a quadrant. They call it the magic quadrant, right? And you can see that uh, you know along the, the the x axis on the bottom it says completeness of vision, and on the left hand side it says ability to execute. And then they've got the different quadrants based on challengers, leaders, niche players, and visionaries. Um, none of us are to, to to David's point, right? None of us are a huge fan of Gartner because it feels very pay to play. Um, when I give this example for things like endpoint detection response, sim solutions, things like that in the cybersecurity space. You know, Microsoft ends up being a leader in endpoint detection response, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that their endpoint detection response is awesome and more to do with the fact that Microsoft has Defender ATP everywhere. And so because they have a large market share on Defender ATP, they're viewed as a leader in the ADR space. So it's not even a, from a cybersecurity perspective, we can't even trust the data that's in these Gartner charts. So you know, what better model to, to decide to build on than the Gartner model um, in terms of what it is that I wanted to do, but I wanted to bring some some real value and some real um, uh, kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, you know it, it informed decision-making to the cybersecurity training space. And so I have started to work on the cyber insecurity training chart, which is like Gartner, but not pay to play, you know, where I take the I take a quadrant, right? So a, a, a quadrant very similar, and I break it down across the, the top side, professional and hobbyist. Because when we think about ethical hacking, right? And I'll use ethical hacking because it's probably the most um the the most sought after. Um whether you like to admit it to yourself or not, and I know that this is why David likes to have me on this on the show is because of you know the, the controversy that I that I, I bring to it when I make bold statements. You got to have an opinion, so I like it. Uh, yeah, exactly, absolutely, and I think I think that's what's important, right? Is that that, that this is all very opinion based. I do want to say this, right? For anybody watching this, this is Neil's opinion based on either direct experience or you know experience with folks who have, you know, you know. So I guess direct or indirect experience based on based on people who have worked for me, peers in the industry, things like this. This is absolutely. You can actually see I, I have a tab down here for grading criteria, which is completely blank because I I haven't. Um, you know, Neil's, really Neil's Neil's gut feeling. That's yeah, I'm trying not to make a big giant circle that says Neil's gut feeling on here. Um, I will put some grading criteria on here. This is why I say to people it's it, it's in alpha. It's probably not even a beta. It's in alpha. Um, but you know, from a quadrant perspective, you can see we do have hobbyists, right? You really identify with yourself, right? If you're listening to this and you're thinking about your your ethical hacking career, you know. Are you interested in ethical hacking because it sounds cool because we've, we've glamorized it on TV, but you'll only ever be a hobbyist, right? You just like to dabble in it, right? You, 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 you like having CEH because you want to tell people you're a certified ethical hacker, right? You know, you're, you're a hobbyist versus people who are truly professionals who are like, I want to be a professional hacker. I want to work for a consulting company. I want to work for a Fortune 100 company. I want to, to actually secure an organization through my ethical hacking skill sets, right? And so I think that that's the first realization that people have to come to, um, you know, from from you know a self-learning perspective is are they a hobbyist or are they a professional? But then on top of that, 
you have the free education and training, and then you have the paid education and training. And I think this is what makes the conversation all that more harder because you have to figure out some way that you can measure the free versus the paid. And so I've kind of done, um, you know, uh, uh, down here across the bottom, my bottom is cost to value, right? Um, you know, not necessarily what's more expensive, but the amount of money that you put in versus the amount of value that you get out of it, right? Um, and so YouTube's an easy example, right? You don't have to put any money into YouTube to go to YouTube and take ethical hacking videos on YouTube, but you're not necessarily going to put on your resume that you watched 16,000 hours worth of um, um, YouTube content, right? I That's disagree, why Neil. They're going to start putting on their CV, I watched Neil and David. <laughs> <laughs> the day that you and I become resume credentializing material, uh, we may have to change the challenge to, to be another massive giveaway or something That's like right. that. That's right. I, when, when PwC calls me up and it's like, Neil, I saw that you were credentialized on somebody's CV. Um, we'll have a different conversation there. <laughs> I think we should do that. Anyway. Anyway. You know, and so it, it's, it's low cost, low value, completely and totally free. But I still think it's valuable. That doesn't detract from the fact that it's valuable, but it's low cost, low value, right? Because it's in the hobbyist realm. And so moving to the right, you can kind of go and you can look at something like Sans. You can look at something like Offsec and you're going to put money into it and you're going to get a lot of value out of it. And so that's why on this chart, when we go from, from um, you know, the bottom of this chart, this is the value to your career, right? Are you going to be able to to use this to to our point on your LinkedIn and have it actually mean something really, really awesome um, from a career perspective when you go to put it on your resume. Um, and you can see that I've broken this down by cognitive because I think that this is also important. You have cognitive training. This gets back to some of the things that we were talking about before, David. Um, this is the cognitive-based training, which is the stuff that you put into your head and you've got that, that knowledge inside of your head from a, a book knowledge perspective, but then you have demonstrative right? And this is what you always hear me talk about on our shows and on my streams and things like that, right? Is um, when you put your hands on the keyboard and you can actually demonstrate the knowledge that you've learned, um, you know, where do you get that cost of value? And so back to all this, all the way around to your original question, David, which was from a cost of value perspective, the, the YouTube equivalent of um, your hands-on experience is ctftime.org. It's completely free. Most of the CTFs that are there are completely free. Um, you know, you can go do them and you can get hands-on, but you're not going to get a job solely based on how many CTFs that you've done on ctftime.org. Conversely, from a free perspective, this is why these three are on that right, that upper right quadrant of my free education quadrant, is because I think these three do provide you today the best free platforms for you to go out and get that demonstrative hands-on home lab experience in a free fashion. Um, and, and I did include the paid versions of Hack the Box, Try Hack Me, Range Force. And I, you know, I know we talked about i &E. I'm not, this may come out, I don't know how I feel about this. Again, this gets back to, I haven't put grading criteria on here yet, um, but I'm on the fence about this. But I would definitely say these three and these three here, and, and again, I haven't included Security Blue Team. I haven't in incorporated, you know, red versus blue. I haven't um, done all of this. 
But I would say that as of today, if you ask me my opinion today, if you're looking for the free hands-on home lab, these three companies give you the ability to go out there and for free get the home lab experience today, right? And they have easy upgrade paths, you know, from a cost perspective, I brought Try Hack Me and Hack the Box down because they're actually cheaper on their, their monthly plans than something like Range Force is. Um, um, but this is a work in progress, um, you know, you know, gives you an idea of what I'm trying to can build. You, can, for the can you just, I want to, I want to quiz you on that. So can you go yeah, back yeah, to that? Yeah, absolutely. Three? Sorry. Because now, now it's time for me to put you in the hot seat. Oh, well. absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. And, and again, you, you're putting me in the hot seat, David. I'm going to score them a little bit, right? Because this is beta and this is the first time I've had anybody critique this. So no, 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 it's, let's, it's let's right. do I mean, this. It's, let's it's, do this. It's, it's, at the end of the day, it's your opinion. So it right. doesn't matter. Right. So looking at that chart um, on your first tab, what, for people who don't know how to read this, what are you recommending they, what what's the best basically? Let's give us your top three based on this. So, so, so is so, anything I and E is that, is that so it's right on the top right is is I and E your your ultimate or is that is that in the top right because it's expensive? So as of as of this as of this day, with just the things that I've included on this chart, and and I admit that I do not have everything here, um, you know, and so I don't want people to take this as a final version, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. And I will absolutely give, and I'm, I, you can tell that I'm doing the. I'm doing the corporate thing where I'm adding all these caveats to it to make sure that, I, that that everybody understands. I haven't been transparent about my grading criteria, so I'm gonna answer that question because it is truly a gut feel right now with no math or science behind it. And so when you look at this, if anybody is looking at this and wanting to know what my gut feel today is from, from a training perspective is, you know, the cost that you spend, the investment that you're going to spend on this training measured against the value to your career. So let's look at anything SANS. A SANS course is $7,500 a course, and that's before the exam attempt, okay? Um, their cost is very much to the right, and you can only take one course, right? So you may take GCIH, which is a course that I taught was when I was a SANS instructor, which was the incident handler course, or you may take 560, which is their penetration testing course. That's one course. So for one $7,500 investment, you can take one SANS course. So it's definitely to the right from a cost per perspective. The value is there. You're gonna get taught by, by Steve Sims or Josh Wright, you know, who are very, very smart in this industry, but you're gonna get one course and one cert. So the value to your career is lower than both Offsec and INE because for the same price, as you would spend on one SANS class, you could get multiple classes at Offsec, or you can get the entire premium package at INE. And so from a cost to value perspective, and then ultimately a value to your career perspective, that's why it's in my upper right. So that's the math that I use behind it. I still think Offsec is valuable, but I think SANS is too expensive. And when I look at these, you'll notice that these are folks, um, you know, CompTIA, EC Council, um, anything InfoSec Institute, right? These are folks who take these CompTIA or EC Council, um, you know, courses and just simply repackage them up and teach them in their way, but they're still teaching this concept. And so the cost of value is it's a low cost to the value, 
and especially something like EC Council, where you know we've talked about how you know terrible of a reputation CEH has, and so the value to your career is pretty low. And so that's the way that I would look at this is that for the, um, when you're a big fan, David, of asking me if I've only got a hundred dollars, I've only got $200, I've only got $300 yep. to put into something. Yeah, let's, do so let's do it? that. I, so I've got, I've got a hundred dollars, I've got a thousand dollars and I've got $5,000. What would you, so let's start with a cheap one, hundred. And I mean that hundred dollars for some people is a lot of money. So I've got a hundred dollars. Where would you spend it? If you've got a hundred dollars and, and that's all you have, I would actually, I would actually stay over here in the free tier. A hundred dollars, um, because if you look at um, InfoSec Institute, and, and I, I, I need to double check this, but I think that they're just starting to offer monthly plans, right? Pentester Academy offers monthly plans. IT Pro TV offers monthly plans, right? Udemy, Cyberry, these are all going to be individual one-off courses, right? Um, anything INE, they're offering monthly plans too. But one $100 bill in your pocket may get you one or two months with these companies. And so I don't think that you're going to be successful with one or two months and a hundred dollars in your pocket, you know, in here, because you're just, you're two months is a hard, you know, kind of pressure to put on yourself to get all your training in, get a certification, you know, and get out. And so what I would almost encourage people to do is if you only had a hundred dollars, I would stay down here. Right. And I would stay in the hobbyist realm, right? As a hobbyist, if you can only invest $100 in your career, and this is this is Neil's opinion, hard truth opinion, but if you only have $100 to invest in your career field, the idea would be to make that $100 go as far as possible. And, and would I, you spend that rather on the, like the hack the lab? Like exactly, the stuff exactly. Thing? Is that where you're going? Sorry. You, read, you read my mind with that, right? I would stay here in the free side as much as possible. And this is why I would come over here and I would look to invest that money on the hands-on piece instead, yeah. instead of on the cognitive side. Because again, I get back to people these days, and I, I did an interview with um, with a CISO, um, uh, I think it was like a week ago or, or two weeks ago in the morning, and they very much confirmed that they wanna see more people with hands-on experience than they do with certifications. And so if you only have $100 to spend, I'm spending it here on the hands-on stuff. Right, that's what I would tell you. Is I would go spend so the hands to on. do free training and then spend your money on hack the box stuff. Exactly, like that, yeah? exactly, hundred percent. So and if you had a thousand dollars, if you had a thousand dollars, and and I think this is you're probably more now in the thousand dollar area where you're inside the paid stuff, right? And so you know if you've got a thousand dollars, I think almost everything here on the paid side of the quadrant is doable with you for you, except for except for Sands, exactly, yeah, except for Sands. And so when you, if you've got a thousand dollars and, and, and when you look at this side of the chart, your best cost of value is anything I and E. And so, what they like 700, $800 for a year. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven ninety nine or something like that. I think with the new yeah. price change. Yeah. Um, and so your best cost of value is anything inside their portfolio. But again, I, you know, we don't teach money management on this, this show, David, maybe we should. We, I do a little bit, but I think we should, uh, but I think we should, but I mean, if you were to take you know, offsec or or anything I and E, and you were to invest. You know, let's do the I and E one, right? At eight hundred dollars, that leaves you with two hundred, right? Let's come over here and let's see what two hundred dollars buys us on the hands-on piece as well. And this is why when yeah. people say, "Do I do one or the other?" and I'm like, "No, do both. Take the training, and then also invest on coming over here and doing the try hack me or the the hack the box or the range force, and also investing that stuff on the paid side so that you get." 
kind of a, the double effect of the hands-on stuff and the paid stuff. Okay, now if a company is paying for me because oh some my people God. are fortunate enough yes. to do that, yes. would you go SANS then, yeah? I, I, I would I would still say your cost of value, right, is if, is if the company, so here's the trick with, is the company gonna pay for me, right? Um, if a company, so companies that I've been a part of, um, the are you going to pay for me is I'll give you $5,000 a year to cover all your training and expenses, right? And and with the way the price that Sans is priced now, you still can't even get that, you know, you know, Sans training for the company is going to pay for me. So I like to use the is the company going to pay for me is this like, is the company going to give me a blank check or is the company going to, yeah. um, you know, still cap my learning? And if the company is still going to cap your learning, I still say go back to your cost of value, right? And and your cost of value is you can actually save the company money. And that's something you can put on your your annual performance review that you you know you didn't use your entire cost allocation for for training and education and show that you're being fiscally responsible for a company. But yes, if a company gives you a blank check, right? Um, I think do all, do all of it. Do all <laughs> no, of it. That's what no, no, that, that, that's not untrue. Like if you're working for a company that's giving you a blank check on training, never leave that company. I don't care. Don't leave that company. Um, and, and yes, I would sign up for all the things like I, I, and I think that what you benefit from there is you benefit from, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the value of diversity, right? If you have a blank check, you know, you know, I think you can do anything sans. And I think that you can get, you can get a really good sans penetration testing cert in 560, right? But, you know, I think that you can get a better cost of value cert with ptp ptx from i and e for a fraction of the price right i will, I will say this though i'm gonna yeah, I'm go for gonna, it. I, go for I, we have to make we have to make this as, as balanced as possible absolutely one of the advantage i used to do lots of uh, classroom-based training and you, and you did as well you worked mm -hmm. for sans mm -hmm. or did sans training for five mm -hmm. years one of the advantages of having an instructor is they 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 were the big stick aren't they they're there to make sure that you do what you're supposed to be doing. You're in a classroom, as an example, and they're taking you through the material. They're trying to make sure that you don't sleep. It's very interactive. They're kind of forcing you, if you like, through I wanna, the material. I want to add so on. That, that's I wanna, a big advantage to like self-paced. Well, right. I want to I want to add on to that because one of the things that I'm a huge fan of with instructor training, right? The reason that I enjoyed my time at Sands as an instructor, right, was. <laughs> this is going to sound this is going to sound probably a little messed up to, to viewers but when they when they bring you into the sans ecosystem and you think about those six big books that you get for something like 560 or um you know or five, 504 or something like that right um and you're like god neil how did you memorize six books worth of training <laughs> when it came to um uh teaching that stuff and they're actually like well they don't tell you that at SANS. You're not there to regurgitate those six books worth of training, right? As a matter of fact, um, most SANS instructors struggle to get through every page of every book when it goes to, to presenting those slides. Instead, what they teach you is that people aren't there to come take your material. They're here to hear your war stories. And so what you're encouraged to do as a SANS instructor is to find those parts of the curriculum where you have really good stories, like what we do here on, on your show. And we, we talk about the things that are, that exist, but then on the, the parts where we have stories, it's less about like, Hey, here's what Metasploit is. 
and more about here's all the ways that I've used Metasploit from a penetration testing perspective. And, and here's, you know, here's what the value of Metasploit is in your penetration testing arsenal, which is not necessarily in the books that, that you get as a SANS teacher. And so what I would say is the value of in-person instruction and the value of having an instructor talk to you, which is something that, um, you know, you know, you get sporadically through, through a lot of these courses on the paid side is you get the value that comes with their experience. And one of the things that I think SANS has an advantage of, and I'll say this, you know, again, in the essence of fairness, right? One of the things that SANS had an advantage of kind of pre-COVID was you got a lot of FaceTime with that professional that yeah. allowed you to, to say, well, how did you use Metasploit this way? Or can you give me an example of a lot of the questions that you asked, David, on your show is, what did you do in this scenario? What did you do when you encountered this challenge? What did you do when you did this? And I think that that's, um, that's a value that you're going to struggle in a lot of these other self-paced learning environments. It's interesting that you say that because um, in the Cisco training that I used to do, um, you were expected to train the material mm -hmm. um, and you struggled. Some courses you struggled. So you had to skim certain sections, whatever. But by the end of the week, it was kind of expected that you had covered all or most of the material in the book. And that's interesting that it's SANS take a different approach. Um, I think the for me, it's always been a lot of guys prefer going on on instructor-led because they yeah. can ask a question if, they if they're stuck. Or, I mean, you've got that person in front of you for five days or whatever it is, and, and they're there to help you. So it... It it's takes the, you out of the office. It's another big thing. You get it, taken out of the office where you don't get disturbances and stuff like that. It is. And it's 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 that so this is the reason that I'm a fan of of being that type of instructor, and this is the reason why I do my live streams, is I love the teacher-student interaction, right? Yeah. Um, I can teach you how to use Metasploit, but let's say that, you know, in some of the SANS classes I would teach, you know, it was everything from a network admin to a CISO, right? And so the CISO is only there to get the cert because their company sent them there, you know, and they just want to get the cert and be done with it. But the network admin is probably there to transition out of being a network admin to be a penetration tester, right? Um, and, and so that interaction that comes with being able to tell the CISO what they can take away from that course that matters to them when they go back to do that job is vastly different than what you tell the network admin, but you have to appeal to both of them in the same classroom. And this is why this is why that teacher-student interaction to me is the most fun and it's the most enthralling is because, you know, as an instructor, I like to be that person who can talk to both of you. And when you both leave my conversation or leave my course or leave my classroom, you're both going back to the office and applying something that I taught you that same day. Yeah, yeah no, that's, true. that's true. And, and I don't so, think you, and I don't think you get that with, with, a lot of e-learning that's out there. Yeah, and I mean the problem with e-learning, it's 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 a it's a standing joke on Udemy. How many people buy um, buy lots of courses on Udemy because they 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 they're not priced high. Right. So how many courses do people own that they've actually completed? That, that's a big problem. <laughs> you know, it's like how many books do I have on my bookshelf, and how many have I actually read? Right. Um, and I think that's a major problem with e-learning compared to say instructor-led. But um. Neil, we, we, you and I will talk for days. So <laughs> let's let's sum this up. If you've got a hundred dollars, uh, 
don't don't go for paid training. Go for free training and then spend your money on the labs like spend Hack your, the Box. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. If, you, if you've got a thousand dollars, you would be inclined to look at INE because you can get a year's access. And I have to mention this because INE do have boot camps that are. I think I don't. I'm not sure if that's for security though. Is it? Uh, um, it it is. Um, they're just starting the the boot camps up. But but I want to I want to change just your statement really quick on the thousand dollars. I know you're trying to keep yeah. this brief and direct to the folks. But this is why I, I, I'm trying to inf encourage the cost to value conversation, right? Is think about it from an investment perspective. If you only have $1,000, where do you get the most value you, with your career based on that $1,000 investment? And so think about, it's not a quantity perspective, it's a quality perspective, right? I think Sans has high quality stuff, but the cost is too high. And so you're not going to be able to capitalize if, if your you, career. If you're paying for it, yes. If yeah, you're paying for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Being cynical, yeah. Which if, is, the company's, if the company's giving you a blank check, then why not? Absolutely. you're going to get those certs, yeah. 100%. If the company gives you a blank check, go take every every one of those SANS courses in that catalog. Um, you know, I can't, you know you're going to get a lot of value out of that. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I, I always like to summarize because it's... Um, you know, if you if you give someone a hundred choices, then then it's difficult to make a choice. So it's nice to know, Neil. This is your opinion, and, and I, I hop on that. Absolutely, it's your opinion. Absolutely, so I'm asking you what you would do. Yep. And the, uh, everyone can decide to follow you or you know disagree with you. That's fine. And again, please put in the comments below if you disagree with Neil. Let us know what you would do with a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or you know a blank check. Um, but Neil, you've been in this game a long time. You've had a lot of experience. So that's why we I push you to give us your opinion. And and, and I want to I want to harp on that too. That's something that's come up. I've noticed it in comments and I've noticed it on chat and in my sessions, right? This is my opinion. And I and I make a I make that very, very open. It is my opinion. It's just based on what I've seen. You know, have I taken every course that's out there? Have I taken everything in everybody's portfolio? Absolutely not. And so I go based on the information that's available to me, just like I was sitting in your scenario your seat looking at from the outside right and, and and i'll use um you know i'll use anything infosec institute related right um i've never taken anything out of the infosec institute catalog at all period dot um i've talked to their their ceo and founder um he tried to recruit me to be a, to be an instructor a number of years ago um and, and i've looked at their stuff from the outside in and i've looked at it from a student perspective to see if i would purchase it or buy it or anything like that and so my perspective is looking at it from the outside in and to everybody out there who's listening, who's got that thousand dollars or that hundred dollars in their hand, do I think that this is worth investing in? And so that's, that's the perspective that my opinion is based on is, you know, you know, in some of these organizations, I do have hands-on experience, right? Um, you know, Pentester Academy, right? Anything EC Council, right? You know, you know, Secure Ninja, right? You know, I do have hands-on experience with a lot of these. And so I, I can give very, very firsthand knowledge with a lot of this stuff. But just like you, I'm looking at some of these from the outside in, and I'm trying to assess the cost of value based on my opinion and my experience in this industry. No, but it's great. I mean, you've got to take a position. So, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that you do. So yeah. I appreciate it. But my, Bill, my, my, we, my, my, my before you, before you close this out, my, that's why I keep coming back over here to the demonstrative chart. The cognitive stuff, I think everybody is doing the cognitive stuff. Get the hands-on, focus on the hands-on. I can't stress this part enough. Focus on the hands-on. This is the chart that I'm gonna push everybody to is the hands-on chart because I think this is gonna be the one that takes you further in your career than this one does. That's my and it's actually And it's actually cheaper. And it's actually cheaper.
I, I give it. I give a standing joke to, to my stream. I'm like, you you see this thing right here? It doesn't type. It doesn't type itself, right? You you need to put your hands on this thing, and you need to put that thing to work inside of these these demonstrative home labs, and 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 that's what I think is is important.